Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me on the show is Rob from Commitness, Commitment Fitness Training in Lincolnwood, Illinois. Welcome to the show, Rob. How are you doing today? I'm doing so good, Joseph. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be with Gym Lords. Yeah, I am very excited to have you here on, on the podcast today to learn more about your establishment because I love the background yeah. story. I did some research on it on the internet and very excited. But before we dive into the nitty gritty business side of things, I'm curious, what was the pushing, pushing force that got you into this gym business, Rob? Yeah, of course. Um, so I'll be honest, there's a lot of in, ins and outs to my story. Um, there's a lot that goes along with it. But ultimately, what drove me to be an entrepreneur, uh, I've been a longtime athlete. So I've always played baseball in college. Um, I had a buddy of mine who was also my, my business partner now. He went through an incredible weight loss journey. And that was actually what sparked our interest in being personal training and uh, personal trainers and spreading that love for fitness to other individuals. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess you could say it boiled down to, again, being a longtime athlete, always being in the industry and always working on myself as far as fitness and health goes. Mm -hmm. And then once my business partner went through that journey, that's when it was like, hey, we need to get this philosophy out there. We need to help others go through the same process. Yeah. So mainly a background in the competitive environment and obviously business Correct. is competitive. And I share that with you as well. I grew up playing baseball, football, all the sports. So I understand, okay. you know where you are there. So, you yes. know, in terms of your gym business right now, I'm curious mm -hmm. for myself and for the listeners, for a better understanding, what is it that you do for your clients? So what is your elevator pitch? Okay. So what I'm doing for my clients. Um, so we focus on one-on-one -on -one personal training. So that is the first step is our unique process of only focusing on one-on-one -on -one training. So we are a small boutique gym. We're not just an open gym. So when they come in, they're going to get a full focus training session. We are a 60 minute session. So they actually get a little bit more out of it. Typically at the bigger box gyms, you're yep. going to see about 30 to 45 minutes of training. So with us and what separates us is that one hour of dedicated time to the client, uh, to the coach client relationship. Mm -hmm. So with us, we're also certified life coaches. So that is a very big pitch for us when we speak to clients. So it's not yeah. only about being personal trainers and focusing on the physical aspect, which is of course very important, but it's understanding the mental aspects as well. So by using our life coaching certifications and our skill sets there, we're allowed to provide a more holistic experience for the clients. Again, not just coming in, getting a workout and walking out the door and that's it. Mm -hmm. We provide a very well-rounded experience that hits on nutrition, it hits on the mental health aspects, and then also hits on the physical as well. Okay. So every, well, well, yeah, every trainer staff there is certified in both sectors. So you're able to provide the training, the nutrition and the mindset yes. approach, which is always the best way to go in my opinion as well, because exactly there are three, like, we'll think of it as like a pyramid or like a triangle, you know, three and yeah. one, you're able to basically bring it all together and improve the individual in all sectors of their life. I love that. So yeah, mainly completely right. Yeah. So mainly one-on-one -on -one personal training. So yes. with that one service there, I'm curious, you know, how many people are you all serving right now in this gym business? 
Yeah, I would say ultimately we have uh, we have five coaches total, including myself. So I do also I do the trainings. I do work with clients. Um, I'm not just the biz owner. I'm not just running the show. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say we have about anywhere between 10 to 15 clients each. um, And that also goes with the unique experience. So with my uh, my coaches here, we don't want to ultimately overload as much as possible because you do want to have authenticity and you want to make sure that those experiences stay consistent. Mm -hmm. So I feel if we overload too much and we just try to take, you know, take up every inch of space, every second of the day that we have, that experience does start to diminish just a little bit because you get a little overwhelmed because there are a lot of pieces to what we're offering to these clients, which again, go back to that triangle, you know, Mm -hmm. the mental health, the physical and the nutrition, we are doing a lot for these clients. So again, that just keeps it much more personalized. So about 10 to 15 clients for each coach, um, I'd say as a whole in our facility, we're looking at about 60 to 80 active clients. Right, awesome. So is that, you know, somewhere you want to stop at as the business owner or do you eventually want to bring in more people, but make sure to have that fulfillment on as a priority as well? Um, I would say as of right now, um, continuing to grow, definitely not. Um, I, I don't think with our space, we're looking to bring in more trainers or any more coaches in that aspect. But of course, we could probably take on a few more um, as far as individuals. Um, But yeah, I would say for us, going back to the goals that you and I spoke about earlier on, um, more of expanding the space. Mm -hmm. Um, So once we can have have another location, that's when we will look to really expand the clientele. Mm -hmm. Because that's another part. I would say that's another part of our niche is with the the smaller confined boutique style gym. We also don't want to overload the floor to where it feels like you're right back in that big big box gym environment. Your shoulder to shoulder, you're waiting for equipment to be finished up and, you know, being done used with. Um, so we want to make sure we keep it very comfortable for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To make sure you have that good feeling, because as you said, the big box areas do have that. I'm not, ha- well, I'm not sure how to describe it, but it's like, nobody cares about you in there. And when you're inside right. of a studio like yourself, you're able to have that one-on-one attention and make sure that you're doing the correct things that you're being taken care exactly. of. Exactly. Yeah. Extremely personalized here at CFT. Yeah. hundred percent. I love and that. Then I, so, I mean, yes, well, yes. No, and I was just going to say, um, a lot of that philosophy actually does come from, um, with being going through those tough times, a lot of people want to step away from the very highly populated gyms. Mm-hmm. They want to do something that's more confined, something that's going to keep them safe in that regard. And then also, of course, the, the tailored personalized experiences, I, in my eyes, much more valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm curious in terms of the marketing side of things, what have you done mm-hmm. to bring those people in? Of course, the word of mouth and the organic mm-hmm. side there, because every single business uses that because it's one of the best ways to make sure you have quality it people. Is. But I'm curious, you know, have you ever gone into other avenues such as advertising in terms of social media or what have you done there? Yeah. Um, so where I'd like to start with that, Joseph, is uh, that was actually one of my biggest challenges getting into this uh, this business venture was kind of, you could say I did the process a little bit backwards. Um, so of course I had my initial investment and had to get the gym ready. And that's why I saw most of the value was getting the equipment inside and all that good stuff. I'm um, making sure I had all the right tools to offer to the clients. I didn't focus as much on the marketing and advertising aspect or like the communications plan. Yeah. And now that I'm, you know, two years in, I'm seeing where that would have been much more valuable to start, you know, pre-sale campaigns, getting people more involved with your business name and understanding the brand. 
before they get the service. Mm -hmm. um, so th that was kind of a, that was a challenge for me, but, but what I've been able to do within these two years and what I'm seeing a lot of the value as a, uh, as a gym owner and building clientele are more of business to business relationships rather than trying to go directly business to consumer. Mm -hmm. um, and a great example of that. So with our life coaching aspect and taking yeah. pride in the mental health portion, we've actually um, started almost like an integrated practice with a local psychologist. Yeah. And not only is he um, like a business to business partnership, he is a client. So he can speak to the experience and it all happened organically. He came in, he found us. He's actually a client of mine specifically. Um, and as we started working together, he started to really feel you know, the, the uplifting, the motivation and seeing how this is changing his life as a whole day by day. Mm -hmm. um, so he started referring his clients to us. And that's where we get a majority of our clientele right now is a referral from him, from his psychology clients. Um, and we help them obviously better their life through physical fitness. And I'm starting to continue that same uh, business strategy as I go in uh, market with local physical therapists. That that's another big one for us is uh, anyone who's being discharged and may need some strength training afterwards, having them refer clients to us. And the reason I say that's so valuable is because I truly believe a lot of people see more value when they hear hear it coming from another professional, especially right now. Mm -hmm. um, it's very hard with you know with the economy. There's a lot of things going on. Um, it's hard for people to see the true value all the time just by seeing like a flyer or a brochure or a business card. That doesn't always tell enough of the story. Mm -hmm. So if they hear it coming from another business professional and having them explain this is why it's going to be so valuable for them, just go talk to um, go talk to them and see if it's a good fit. That's where I'm seeing much more success. Okay, so it sounds like you as you said, you are having some success with this business strategy. So I'm curious, how many people does that normally bring into your business each and every month in terms of leads? Um, I would say anywhere, it could be anywhere between five to 10. It, 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 is, it is a very significant amount of leads. Um, I could even tell you probably from our active clientele, about 50% come through that referral-based uh, referral process. And then just to, to follow up on your question, apart from the business to business, it is pretty much just word of mouth. You know, people drive by, they kind of, they see what's going on. They come in, they enjoy the experience and they tell their friends. Mm -hmm. um, and we, we are seeing a lot of that. Uh, we do a lot of work with husbands and wives. Yeah. So whether it's the husband so like comes couples and connections, or, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Couples and connections, family members, because when they come in and they get the experience and they understand how how good they're feeling afterwards of course they want to spread that news to their loved ones and typically that's what drives them in the door as well mm -hmm. okay so five to ten leads per month through that business connection with the psychologist correct how many people does that normally you know turn into paying members out of those five to the 10? conversions yeah um i'd say we've had a lot of success there as well our conversion rate is somewhere around i'd say maybe 80 to 90%. We are, we are okay. keeping most of those, most of those clients. If they come in for a consultation, um, we are very good at explaining our philosophies and why our company is so valuable and how we separate ourselves from all the other um, personal training companies and the big box gyms. And I'd say we are able to retain at least 90% of those clients. Okay. That is good to hear. Or those consultations. So hypothetically speaking, let's just say you decide to get a second location within the next, let's just say six to 12 months, right? Okay. I'm curious, 
is relying only on the psychologist there with the business to business, you know, lead flow enough to fill that gym? Or would you eventually have to go into different avenues of advertising or marketing? Okay. Yeah, that's a very good question, Joseph. And for us, it's a little bit different um, because I think we have something special and something unique. So when we expand, and this is probably more specific for just commitment fitness as a whole, just based on the opportunities that we've, we've been given. Yeah. So that same psychologist does actually have another location mm-hmm. um, where he would want to do the same sort of deal. And that's where we're planning on opening our second location. Okay. Um, and one thing I have learned as a business owner, especially in this industry, you do not want to keep the proximity of your locations too close. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously- You want to have at least like- pretty large radius will, will, uh, space between them. Yeah. Right. Right. Cause to be ultimately successful, you're already going to want to maximize as much as you can out of that close proximity population mm-hmm. to have a second location. You're kind of just, you're, you're, you're picking from the same barrel again, and that's going to become a huge struggle to try to keep both of them running yeah. at the same time and be profitable. So for us, now that we've found that psychologist who has a location, about it's about an hour and a half from us right now so that's perfect it gives us a whole new a whole, whole new, new market basically. that we can reach a whole yeah. new market so yeah. so we could kind of we could couple the two we could do the same referral type uh referral based clientele from his office and mm-hmm. then of course we can do the same you know your everyday marketing tools your brochures your flyers you know more business to business communications going around that that area so i think that's more specific for us because of again that relationship with the psychologist um but again i would say probably my biggest piece of advice right there is make sure you give yourself some distance between your locations especially for one-on-one personalized training if you maybe are a membership gym or something maybe that could help because people can float location to location but when it comes to the clients that we have we have found out that travel time is a big factor in retaining 100%. your clients. Yes. Um, so you want to make sure you're sticking within that certain proximity and not having them venture out too far. Mm. Yeah. So a question that's, you know, just popped up into my mind here is like, okay, let's just say you get this second location here and well with the psychologist, right? Does mm-hmm. he do any kind of like advertising at all to bring people in? Cause like, is it predictable to know how many people get into your gym each month or not so much for your experience personally? Yeah, no, no, I, I can be very honest with you there. It, it is hard to have projected numbers in this industry um, because it's kind of, I guess you could say almost like it's hot and cold. Mm-hmm. Um, it's seasonal. Some months might be high, some months be, must exactly. be, might be very low. Yes, exactly. And I'll be honest, but that's kind of what we're going through around this time right now. Anytime around the holidays, you're going to see a lot lesser numbers. It's going to be a little bit slower. But then as you get past the holidays and we all know New Year's resolutions, right? 2023 is coming. That's all when we're going to get hit very hard. Yes. Yeah. So we definitely have some hot months. And that's why it's kind of hard to answer your question as far as, well, how many clients would you expect in a month? Well, my month in March would be completely different than my month in December. Um, and I think that's all across the board for almost all, all gyms, whether all it's businesses. personal training, group classes, all businesses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, it, it can, de- it can definitely fluctuate. Um, let me see. Do, do you mind repeating that question for me one more time? Yeah. So basically let's just say you get in the second location with the psychologist. Mm-hmm. 
do you think it'd be well are you able to predict how many people come into the door just by relying on his referrals or would you have to venture out to other marketing channels such as paid advertising or social media or other kind of avenues yeah we would definitely dig into more of like the, the social media avenues as well which we are doing currently facebook ads instagram ads things like that um but yeah to, to answer your question ultimately with with the psychologist we are able to get a good idea of the projected numbers mainly because when he's sitting with them he's making sure he's starting with like a warm lead and he's continuing to speak with them with within their sessions to keep continuing to show the value see their interest and he'll send us those warm leads and then it's up to us to ultimately solidify that relationship we call them and then we drive them in um so if he tells me you know hey hey rob i have i have 10 good leads for you this month that i've been working on um continuously for the past couple of weeks do you want to reach out to them i typically in my mind am confident enough to say okay 80 percent of those clients i can get to come in and 100 sign up so then mm -hmm. i know okay maybe eight mm -hmm. out of those 10. yeah and the uh the connection there in terms of like relationships with the psychologist definitely helps because if one business professional refers to another one, then it's a higher closing rate. Um, exactly. And then um, we got very lucky because of how you're asking, like, how, how does he advertise at his desk? Well, luckily for me, he's a client as well, as I, as I mentioned earlier, so he can speak to the experience and speak to the changes and speak to how he feels on it. And you can basically, like, basically sell for you, like sell the idea exactly. for you to make it easier for you, basically. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And then people see the results since since these these clients that he's sitting with, he's been sitting with for a for a prolonged period of time. They can see the difference from when he first started with CFT to where he's at now. And that is a huge selling point for us. And that and that goes with the industry as well. Anytime it's like a personal training industry, anyone looking to ultimately dig into fitness, they want to see the testimonials. They want to see the reviews. What what have other people accomplished with you? So I can be confident that I'm able to accomplish the same thing. Yeah, which ultimately that, that's, that's like that's him selling for you how basically having the sales process go easier and a higher chance of basically closing the clients basically right um, yes. so i have a question here for you and i always love to ask this question because it gets both the listener and the gym owner like yourself mm -hmm. thinking what do you think is the biggest bottleneck right now that is holding you back from getting to that next level in your business okay that's a very very good question um, I would say combating the hot and the cold seasons or like the, the hot and the cold months that you have in your business, um, trying to come up with the most effective strategy for those slower months to where it doesn't seem like you're, you're depleting. Although retention is, retention is strong. You always want to see that new money coming in. Mm -hmm. So it's um boiling down to what's what's trending right now so like really doing your research on what people are enjoying what's what is going to drive them in as far as what's the best promotion right now mm -hmm. um and because there's so many avenues you can go especially in this industry is it is it just giving yeah. people a discount altogether on their package is it offering them free sessions is it including maybe like a whole different service altogether to couple with the personal training maybe like some group classes something like that just something a little bit extra that's going to make basically eliminate those slow months because you obviously want to be on top year round that's when you're ultimately going to be successful mm -hmm. and that's obviously where we want to get ourselves and that's something we're working on right now yeah so mainly getting through the cold months of business because there are cold months and sometimes we can help that sometimes we can't because that's just 
the game of business because we got to play the game, the game consistently. Exactly. Um, Consistency. So for the listeners, before we sign off here, okay, I would love for you to share that one piece of advice other than getting into marketing early. What is okay. that one piece of advice that you would give to a, well, basically your younger self going into this gym business? Yeah. Um, my biggest piece of advice would be the resilience, understanding what you're getting yourself into when you first start, especially in this industry, because mm. anytime you're talking about highs and lows, it's very easy to want to slow down, step back, potentially even give, give up. up. Yeah. But you, you, you have to, you have to keep yourself going. It does take a lot of hard work and that's something that needs to be pretty much understood before you get into this industry. Um, especially with the scheduling. I mean, yeah. you're, it's, it's, it's a whole, it's an all day event. You're helping people beast. before work and you're helping people after work. Mm-hmm. So you, you really do have to stick it out and you have to be prepared to, to dig into, to an industry like, like the gym industry, because it is also very competitive and you have to find very specific niches that are going to help you separate yourself from the competition. So it, it's ultimately it's going to take resilience. It's going to take dedication. It's going to take commitment, which boils down to that whole, the business name, commitment fitness training. Yeah. And being, That's in all, all aspects of life. Yeah. And, and being willing to get into the trenches day in and day out, because as you said, this industry is extremely competitive like there are i think there's like thirty thousand plus gyms just in like the middle to east coast of the united states and that's a lot 100 percent. so you always need to be up on your game always being willing to learn new things and being willing to push through the the brick walls because they will be there every season of the year Yes. Oh, hundred percent, Joseph. And if I could just throw in one more thing, um, one more very valuable piece of advice that I've learned in my two years as a business owner, because uh, I didn't want to let you know, this is my first business. Um, so this, Congratulations. Is, this is my first business venture. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I'm loving every second of it. It may take up a lot of time and it does take a lot of hard work, but it's the best decision I've ever made. So my very last piece of advice for any new uh, business owners is truly, you do need to build a support system. Um, and when I say that, I don't mean just your friends or your family. I mean, you need to network with other business professionals who have either done what you're doing or they're in the same process as you. So you can lean on each other. You can learn. Um, so I would say the networking aspect is very, very important. You have to get some insight from other people's success. Other sources. That also yeah. Other sources, because that's what's going to motivate you. And that's what's going to really enhance that resilience. You're going to know. These individuals have gone through the same thing. It's not just me. Mm-hmm. I can get through this. So I would say that that uh, that support system is extremely important. So always being willing to be a learner, being coachable, being yep. resilient, all of the good characteristics of an entrepreneur in this space. A hundred percent. I consider myself a sponge. Take it all in and absorb it and take what you can from it. It's, it's extremely important. Mike drop. Well, awesome, Rob. Thank you for sharing all of your learnings and lessons today. But before we sign off, where can our listeners find you on your social medias and your website? Yes. Anybody listening that's looking for some good training or just looking for some good fitness advice, you can follow us on Instagram, CFT underscore fitness training. Visit our website. Um, We're actually launching a new one come 2023. So that's going to be very valuable for all the listeners out there. That'll be www.commitment-fitness.com. And then lastly, 
Um, we also do have a YouTube channel, same handle as our Instagram. We have a few videos. We're looking to enhance that come uh, 2023 for some more educational tools. Awesome. So again, that YouTube channel, CFT underscore fitness training, check us out. Awesome, Rob. Thank you for sharing those. And I want to thank you again for hopping on the podcast today and sharing your insights and learnings and your, you know, basically your story of being a gym owner. Well, first time gym owner and first time business. First owner. time. That was awesome. Yes, sir. But yeah, thank and so everyone much. else to hundred percent, dude, really, that was a, a great episode. And I think our listeners will extract a lot of value, but to everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and the subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Launch Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily Newton, and joining us is Sherry from Mademoiselle Women's Fitness. Hey, Sherry, how are you doing today? Hey, Emily, it's I'm doing great. It's great to be here. Yeah, so, you know, we're really, really excited to have you on the show today. But before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on and how you run your gym, first, tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place. Okay, yeah. So when I talk about Mademoiselle, one of the things I like to point out is that uh, she's been in business since 1983, mm -hmm. helping women meet their goals all along the way. Uh, she used to be a franchise out of Colorado uh, that dissolved many years ago. Uh, there used to be a secondary location in Oklahoma City, but uh, that dissolved several years ago. And we are the only uh, women's only fitness center in Oklahoma City at this time. Wow. The only center for that. That's crazy. Yes. So, I mean, where did the idea to kind of take over like a women's only center and keep it that way come from? Well, I had been a member there for 20 years off and on and um, always loved it. It's actually the only gym I've gone to. I mean, I've visited a few co-ed gyms, but um, the community at Mademoiselle is just wonderful. And when I uh, discovered that it was for sale, I'd been looking for a business to um, take over. I didn't, I never imagined to be the gym industry, but when it was presented to me, I thought that is mine. And mm -hmm. I pulled a lot of strings to make it happen. <laughs> and um, two and a half years later, we're here after facing the challenges of COVID and we're yeah. moving forward. Yeah. So how was that transition from being a member of the gym for a few years to actually running it for you? Oh, it was, it was real interesting. Uh, I purchased Mademoiselle in um, March of 2020, and um, two days before we closed on the sale, uh, the, the uh, gyms were ordered closed. And so we uh, waited for 43 days on May 1st when the governor allowed us to reopen. I took that leap of faith and dived in, and I was fortunate enough that two of the uh, people that work in the gym um, have been there for 15 years each. 
So I had 30 years of gym experience beside me. And with my own personal involvement in learning about women's fitness and nutrition through the years, it was just a natural thing for me. Uh, I've been able to um, go forward and, and learn new things and, and provide knowledge that I have for the ladies um, that I've learned a long time ago. Yeah. So is there any, like, where do you think, like, your drive to serve others, specifically women, really comes from? Um, I think women's health is important. Uh, we know as women that we go that extra mile all the time and we're prone to wearing ourselves down and sometimes we need to be given permission to take care of ourselves and being able to provide a place of solace and safety for women to work out is something that I think is just a wonderful mission. can agree with you more on that. So, I mean, tell us a little bit about your personal journey into the fitness industry? So for me, I had always been looking for a business to buy and mm -hmm. uh, didn't know what industry that would be in. Uh, my personal experience, I've worked for several entrepreneurial startup businesses. I um, also worked in the corporate environment. I've worked in management, administration, accounting, um, distribution. And so when I saw Mademoiselle for sale, oddly enough, you know, I would go up there and work out and walk the indoor track and say to myself, what business is it going to be? And little could I know that it would be Mademoiselle. And um, as I began to contemplate it and think about it and realize my interest in women's health and nutrition and everything, it all just kind of culminated to like the perfect time. Yeah. Yeah. So was it like your interest in women's health and nutrition that was the deciding factor for I'm going to buy a business in the fitness industry? Yes, and, and realizing how important fitness is. We all have to do it to stay yeah. healthy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so um, talk to us a little bit about the services that you're providing your members right now. Okay, yeah, so um, when you become a member at Mademoiselle, one of the things that we offer is a free training session, okay. and the main purpose is to help you become familiar with the equipment. But what I have done is I've turned to a focus. We offer a couple of different programs. One is a program uh, for people, for women that haven't worked out in a while. Uh, they might be 50 pounds more or more overweight. Uh, we have a program where uh, they can work out on, say, a recumbent bike. That's low impact to knees and hips if you have any joint problems um, to help get your cardio going. And then uh, we have uh, toning tables and uh, those are kind of from the past, but they are wonderful machines. Uh, they move your body for you and you resist the movement and it helps create a toning effect. And so for people that haven't worked out in a while, it's a low impact way of getting your body moving again. And then when you go from there, you can go into the um, swimming pool with the water aerobics. Uh, we have a wonderful community of women that are working out with the water aerobics. We have those classes every day, Monday through Friday in the mornings and the evenings. And um, it's wonderful to watch women come in and use that program uh, and, and watch them grow stronger. And then eventually they can come out onto the floor. And um, we have another program that focuses on our circuit equipment. We have a Nautilus equipment that is designed for women. And so it's definitely a different feel than you would experience say in a co-ed gym. And we work with the ladies to make sure that their form is correct on the equipment figure out how much weight they should be pushing, 
Uh, we have uh, a form that we fill out for them to, to make notes about their weight and everything uh, that they're pushing and everything. So uh, once they become familiar with the program, we, they have that form that they can pull to use to guide them through the gym. And then we also do weight and measurements and everything month to month to track their progress. And then um, at the beginning of the new year, we're, we also will be offering a nutrition program. Very nice. That is very, very comprehensive too. Yes. So with the services that you're offering, nutrition program, water aerobics, and I believe you, we talked a little bit about this, about this earlier, but like with the open gym where the ladies can just kind of come in and do their own thing. Um, yes. The classes, like are the classes like led by like instructors and do you guys offer personal training too? Yes, we'd have two personal trainers in the gym. And um, so that's all always available. And then, um, yes, we have class schedules. We have morning classes and evening classes. We have classes um, like we have belly dancing. Um, we have boot camp, yoga, uh, high impact intensity training. Um, we have step classes and we have Zumba. Hmm. Okay. So what's your most popular package that you offer or service? So uh, we mostly offer a yearly uh, membership. Okay. And um, that would be our most popular package. We also accept uh, several insurance programs, uh, including the Tivity program and the uh, Renew Active program. And um, we have a few corporate programs that we accept also. Okay. So talk to us about a little bit about marketing. So if I was a woman um, living in the city, like really looking for like a safe space for me to go work, work out consistently, how would I know that you guys exist? Okay, so yeah, uh, you can go right to our website, mademoiselleokc.com. If you search for a woman's only gym, we'll be the first one to pop up. Yeah. And um, we would definitely welcome you to come right on in so we can show you around, show you what we have to offer. Um, all of our amenities that we have uh, include the heated swimming pool, uh, whirlpool, steam sauna. Uh, we may be one of the only steam saunas that are open in Oklahoma City at this point, and a dry sauna. And um, so, yeah, we'd give you a tour, ask you if you have any questions, tell you what we offer as far as the training programs, mm -hmm. and uh, sign you up and get you involved <laughs> in that community of women because it is a, a great place to be. Yeah. So we have the website. <clears throat> what other, um, I'll say lead generation sources, sources are you guys tapping into? Okay, so yeah, with our marketing campaign that we're running right now, we're using social media. Okay. We found that after using the, several different um, medias, we're getting our best results there. And um, so we're using Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. Uh, we're, we're sending out videos of uh, workout pro uh, processes and um, things like that to um, engage the women, uh, letting women know that no matter what age you are, we have something to offer you that can help you meet your goals. Yeah. So, I mean, can you talk a little bit about like how the paid marketing works? Because you have a, a specific niche. So you're women only. Um, is there something special about like the copy or like or the content that's really starting to to bring those leads in 
Yeah, so uh, in, in those videos that we use to engage people, we're showing um, ways for women to do certain workouts that we know they're interested in, especially depending on the demographic. And that's why we do offer uh, the different workout programs to help address whatever age you're at. Mm -hmm. And so um, we have focused on that demographic, you know, 20 to 40 year olds um, to uh, get that younger clientele in and make them realize it is a place for younger women and, uh, and a whole diversity of women too. Yeah. So I know that I think we were talking about off air that this is the paid advertisement is something that you just started. Yes, and we're already having engagement. And so mm. the one thing that's unique about uh, social media is that you can place an ad and 20 minutes later, somebody will walk in your door because they saw that ad. That is effective advertising. <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, so you started a few days ago and you're already starting to see like people showing interest and yes. people that are like the type of people that you're looking for. Absolutely. Okay. So with that being said, let's see, I see like one of your ads because personally I've been on TikTok for some reason a lot more than Instagram. If I see an ad on TikTok, is it, does it come with like a link to an application or like how does that get me into your facility? Oh, it's going to lead you right into our website and it's going to engage you to take action by showing you everything that we have to offer. Uh, mm -hmm. We've got videos, uh, we've got a video of a tour uh, of the gym. You know, sometimes for some women, it's scary to walk in that first time and figure out what's going on. So we want you to see right up front what you're walking into um, and that it's uh, an accepting environment and that we're ready to help you. All righty. So let's continue the journey and say that, you know, this does lead me to come to the, to the front door. Like typically when somebody's interested in becoming a member of your gym, what does that process look like from like me being interested to like getting them to commit to the membership. Yeah, yeah. So uh, definitely we just give them a tour of everything. Uh, sometimes if they want, we'll give them a free day pass. Uh, it's okay. totally uh, a great way to make them realize what their experience is going to be like. And uh, beyond that, it's just a simple process to sign up. It's all computerized and uh, just fill out the information. And uh, we set up drafting. Or if you're signing up as an insurance member, we get all that information put in and you're good to go. We make it very seamless and easy and you can transition from signing up to going into a training session immediately. Oh, very nice. Okay. So I guess with like your main membership, would I have access to all of the classes that you offer or just specific ones? So that's one thing I've wanted to be real open about. And that is that when you sign up Mademoiselle, it's one flat fee and you have access to everything. That's important to me that um, we're not piecemealing things out. I think it's more effective. Um, you know, that's one thing I've had. I've had potential members come in and say, well, you know, I was thinking about buying a piece of equipment at home and just working out on that. And I always tell them, you know, you'll work out on that for about two weeks and then you're going to get bored. And I said, for the same amount of money that you're spending, you could have three years membership at Mademoiselle and have yeah. access to a plethora of equipment to help meet your goals. And you can change up your workout every which way to help meet your goals. Right, right. So I think you uh, maybe touched on this earlier, but you do require that your members commit. Is it like a year commitment? Yeah, so we do offer a four-month contract. Okay. Um, 
that's usually for traveling nurses and, and college students. Mm -hmm. But uh, mostly, you know, we, we try to uh, let members know if you're really looking for the results that you're wanting, you, you need to make a year long commitment. And yeah. um, that's, the, you know, they're making a commitment to me and I'm making a commitment to them. Right. And so typically our, our uh, contracts are for one year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that sometimes if we don't ask for a commitment on both ends, like for the client, for the business, number one, that person is probably like less likely to stay with you for a long period of time. And then also, you know, not asking somebody to commit, really commit, make that commitment to themselves is a disservice to them. So it's kind of like a full circle thing. Yeah, I think so. And, and that's why, you know, I decided to bring on the nutrition program because mm -hmm. for me, I know that they're going to have their greatest success when they start eating more healthy and being conscious of the things that they shouldn't be doing. And while they're working out and they're getting help and, and knowing that they're doing it right, that that is the way they're going to get the results they're looking for. Right. So you have two trainers, right? Yes. Okay. So first, talk to me a little bit about like, what is your role in the business? Are you doing the selling or are you doing like a lot of back-end things to help the business grow? Well, I'm that kind of person that I'm doing all the back-end things okay. uh, to make it grow. Uh, you know, Mademoiselle is an older facility, but everything works. And that is our goal is we're focused on making sure everything's maintenance and everything. Of course, we, the other thing we've had to go through is the increase in costs to run the business and everything. And we did recently raise our rates to help cover those things. Mm -hmm. um, and it was met well, actually. I was worried that there would be resistance, really? but I think that everybody understands. And, and the other part of that is they know how important it is that they need to be working out. Yeah. And so it's more about um, the value that you bring to their membership more than the quantity um, and so we've worked from that side. And then I also, I'm there at the front end. I'm working the gym myself along with my team members. And, um, so I'm involved at all levels. Hmm. Okay. So with the trainers that you have, are they like 1099s, like contractors? Yes, they are. Yes. The relationship that the uh, members have with the trainers is, uh, separate. Uh, the only requirement is that they are a member in the gym when they come to train. Gotcha. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about some challenges that you guys may be working through like right now. Because I know you you started in the pandemic, like very early stages of, of the pandemic when nobody really knew like what COVID was. And you made it out. You're still here. Your business is still open. Um, so are you still, are you guys still recovering from that? Absolutely. Yeah. We, so for me, uh, picking up in May, I basically inherited the fallout from COVID. And um, it was um, interesting for me to start during that time because it was so much slower, which kind of helped me be able to sink into the business and learn the ropes more. And then we started to see an increase, but you could literally tra track the fit traffic in the door by what was being reported on the news. And so that was real hard to take at times because there was a lot of negative press about that. But uh, we pressed forward uh, with a focus on health and cleanliness. Uh, you know, we asked all the ladies to wipe down equipment before and after use. Yeah, uh, yeah. We adhered to all the masking mandates and everything diligently. Yeah, and yeah. Um, 
now we're kind of being in Oklahoma City, we're kind of free and open now. And so obviously wearing a mask is your choice. And uh, we are still practicing social distancing in the gym. And again, cleanliness is the number one priority. Um, and so the other thing is that some of the marketing attempts that we made and the marketing money that we spent fell completely flat during COVID because nothing was going to get women to budge because when there's something that's scary, women tend to fly. And um, so we, we totally had that experience. And so right now I'm in the middle of building my foundation back up and they're coming and uh, we're working real hard, pulling out all the stops with our marketing uh, for the beginning of this year to um, get those folks in the door and, and get them on their way to their fitness journey. Yeah. So I guess like with the marketing, do you have the ability to kind of, uh, what's the word, like monitor the amount of leads that are coming through? Because I mean, you always want to make sure that it's something that you are able to handle. Right. So um, we are able to handle it uh, because we've streamlined our processes to make enrollment and everything really easy. Um, mm -hmm. Our ladies are all trained and I'm ready to expand my um, employees when the business picks up. Um, yeah. And so, and that's another area that I've worked in a lot is hiring. And so um, I'm able to go through that with relative ease. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, we've been um, really working hard. Now, when you talk about the um, advertising, what's unique about the social media, of course, is that you can track all everything in the background to see what people are looking at, how long they're staying engaged, they're clicking on, are they sharing? all of that. And so when you start to see that type of information, you can start to tweak things to make it even more effective. And so that's what's really unique about the um, social media advertising. Yep. Tracking is, tracking is important, but it's also something that's easy not to do. I say tracking is, it's a necessity. Like that's something that must be done, but it's also something that's just easy to kind of like, Oh, you know, I'll, I'll do that tomorrow. Oh, yeah, you know, so for me, being able to reach out and delegate to people that are seasoned in that, you know, and that, that's one of my things is that if I don't have knowledge, I'm going to reach out, I'm going to find that knowledge, I'm going to find the people that can help me, give me either the advice or actually physically assist me to right. make it happen. Yeah. So with that being said, I mean, as entrepreneurs, we have to be adaptable and also like perpetual learners. Is there something that because you're learning, currently learning about like the paid advertisement from a social media company right now. What other things are you looking forward to learning more about? Uh, well, I'm, I'm really looking forward about to uh, implementing the nutrition program and becoming uh, more engaged with the women uh, in their journey um, and being able to answer their questions and um, learning more about what uh, younger women are looking for and their workout. And that's where my personal trainers really come into play, uh, able to give me advice on what I need to be pushing for, mm -hmm. what I need to be showing the ladies and things like that. Right. So a lot of stuff that's really focused on like the client experience side of things. Absolutely. Cause that, at okay. the end of the day, that's what it's all about. You know, yeah. they can come in and they might see a scratch on my equipment, but you know what, that piece of equipment works great and it's going to help them meet their goals. And I need them to know that. Yeah. Yeah. So 
as we come to a close soon here, let's talk a little bit about the future. So, you know, let's say that I was a genie and I gave him three wishes. In six months, what would you want your gym to look like from the business side of things? Oh, well, I would love to see an increase of membership by 100 to 200 members. That would really have me meeting my goals. Mm-hmm. Um, I would look at, uh, and with that in place, I could look at making more repairs, making things newer, buying new equipment, uh, redoing my uh, aerobics floor. That would be a dream come true for me right now, mm-hmm. is to yeah. make that happen. And so I'm looking at all the ways that I can increase value and bring more members in, get them engaged in my profit centers that include the nutrition program, get them involved in the classes. Uh, I noticed that those classes really generate a lot of camaraderie among the ladies and and encourage participation. So I'd be looking for all those things and just ways to make the gym nicer and nicer for them. Because I always say Mademoiselle is aged, but she's beautiful. Okay. You got two more wishes. Anything else? I'm sorry. Say that again. Yeah. Two more wishes. Oh, two more wishes. Well, I'm actually working on an, um, there is a employee retention credit that is available to small businesses. And I am working with my CPA right now to uh, see if I can acquire that to help relieve some payroll taxes from 2020 Mm -hmm. and uh, 2021. And uh, it's kind of a complicated process. There's been advertising on television. I had checked into that. I learned that they wanted to take 25% of whatever they were able to gain me. So I turned to my CPA and asked him about it. I'll be charged by the hour for him to complete that information. Mm -hmm. And so I'd like to get that rolling to help further stimulate the gym. Yeah, absolutely. So with that being said, One more question for you, and that is, what is one piece of advice that you wish you had when you first took over the gym for anybody that's, you know, trying to figure out, well, you know, should I step into gym ownership or, you know, I'm not sure what to do. Like, what's that one piece of advice that you wish you would have had? Oh, let me think about that. One piece of advice I wish I'd had was to um, look beyond, you know, when I was learning about the gym and, 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 training in the gym to learn the the back room and everything with the pool equipment and all of that is to really dig in deeper and, and look beyond and just keep researching along the way. Never stop researching. Don't accept that if somebody tells you this is how that works, you need to go and read about that and learn if that's the way it's truly done. Right. I, I would definitely say that's one of the things that I've learned is to think more, even more outside the box when it comes to running the gym and what's required. You know, I think a lot of people, when they look at the gym industry, they think it's a relatively easy process, but it is truly a very involved process. And it's like a flow. Everything has to work together to make everything happen. So I would definitely say do your research and don't stop. Once you're in it, don't stop. Keep going. All righty. Very well said, Sherry. So this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, tell our listeners where they can find you. Uh, they can find me at mademoiselleokc.com. We're in North Oklahoma City at 2950 Northwest 63rd Street. And uh, we're ready to help you today.
<laughs> Thank you so much. We really appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. So to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Morris out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Bradley from Going Strong Fitness Center in Dallas, North Carolina. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Glad to be here. I'm excited to have you here. Thank you for the opportunity to sit down, have this conversation with us, kind of give back to the fitness industry a little bit. Before we dive down the business path, which is what we're all here to listen to today, give us a little bit of background. What was it that led you going and opening up going strong fitness? Yeah. uh, Yeah. I never had any intention of opening a fitness center, honestly. Um, I've always been into fitness since I was 14. I was a little bit overweight kid and got into it then. That's just always been a passion. Um, like I think before this, what I talked about, we both, my wife and I have a background in CrossFit and then we got out of that and got out of coaching CrossFit. Um, and then, you know, my wife, she started doing, she's like, I'm going to train some people in our garage. And it kind of started in the garage and she got about 15 clients, uh, training there. And then she's like, I think I'm going to call this number. There's this place for rent in town. I'm like, okay. Um, and so it just worked out where there was a facility that we could get into and she had that going on and we just kind of rolled into opening a gym on a whim more or less. And it has led to where it is now, five years later. Opening a gym on a whim. Now that's funny because I hear that often, right? For most of us, this is not something that we planned on doing since we were a little kid, very few and far between most of us, it just happens. So now you guys are operating Going Strong Fitness. Give us your elevator pitch. Like, what kind of gym are you? What services you guys provide? Paint a picture for our listener here. Uh, more or less, a sort of become a full service fitness center from where it started. Yeah. You know, you know, like it was more focused on the group training and stuff like that early on. And then, uh, but I always, I never wanted that to be my focus because I didn't want a job. I watched other people in CrossFit turn their business into a full-time job. And that's just not what I was looking for. And so the, you know, the passive clientele and those monthly drafts is what I was focused on. And over time, you know, we've built it to where we're about a, we're over just over a 500 member facility now, as far as a 
fitness center goes. Okay. It's like a $25 a month membership kind of deal. Okay. Um, and my wife still does the group training, but it's not her focus. So it's, you know, she's like I mentioned, she's in school and that's what we focus on. Okay. Um, but um, as far as clientele, I'm always focused on, you know, if people have questions, though, I'm always walking around talking to people. So I treat it just like when I'm there, I'm doing my own training. I'm even helping coaching people, you know, Sweet. with certain things. They ask me a question, they know they can talk to me. Uh, kind of like a family environment there. Yeah, it's, you know, it's Dallas, North Carolina is a small town. So it's got that neighborhood feel. It's not a big city, though we are close proximity to Charlotte. Um, so there, okay. there is, it's, it's a growing area, but it's still a small town feel. Okay, gotcha. So kind of like a full service, people come in, they get in their workout, use your equipment, and then kind of head out and do their own thing. But you also offer that group training. You know, it sounds like it's something that's not super predominant. How many classes are you offering a week? Yeah, right now my wife, she does one in the evening, Monday through Thursday. And okay. I think she has about 10 regular people that she has. So okay. it's just sort of her like group personal training right now. It's a very small okay. scale. Yeah, so like a kind of a small group. And it, and with that, is that included in their membership or is it in addition to? It's a separate membership. So um, it's a it's a higher end membership. Okay, so that would include their membership to the facility itself plus coaching. Okay, Absolutely, cool. so they, they can still actually come use the facility the same way they would anybody else. And they're getting that added benefit of the group personal training that my wife's Okay, doing. neat. Now, I know we talked about this a little bit off air, but for our listeners here, you know, when it comes to this particular business model, you know, we kind of, this open model gym where you've got a little bit of everything going on, a big part of a lot of gym owners revenue comes from personal training, whether they're doing it themselves or they are contracting personal trainers. Mm -hmm. Is that a part of what you guys do at all? We, my wife and I will do some personal training as we have the time to. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have any personal trainers right now. I've had a few come through that didn't stick around very long. Um, it just hasn't been a focus. Certainly it could be. There's certainly room there for that. Um, it's just like I, I mentioned before, I still, have, I still run, I still have a full-time job 40 hours a week. So uh, yeah. I'm, an I'm an electrical engineer by uh, degree. So, you know, financially, it just hasn't made sense for me to switch off and try to become, you know, add personal training revenue to my business. Of course. I mean, you, there's only, there's only about 12 to 13 hours in a day that we can be, you know, in the gym working and you're working yeah. a full-time job on top of that. So it would be hard for you to add you personally to add in personal training from like a business standpoint, even if it wasn't you training, if you had, you know, some, some sort of trainer, you found a really qualified trainer to come in, utilize the space, train your client, train some of your, your members. That's a great, added revenue because it's basically like icing on the cake right now your overhead i'm assuming is covered with your memberships so anything extra any additional streams of revenue we can bring in are kind of like icing on the cake that we can pour into you know getting new equipment you know going on a vacation with a wife because you probably never <laughs> have the opportunity to do that being business owners so it's nice and then from a client standpoint if we can offer you know personal training and really market that to our clients a lot of times people really are looking for that, but they just don't know that they, they need it. And so right. if you have it, if you have it as an offering, you know, for our clients, they're going to see more success when our clients are seeing success, they're happy. They're going to stick around longer. They're going to tell their friends. And it's just kind of a ongoing circle of growth for our business. So I would be interested to see, you know, 
as you guys continue to grow and maybe the right person comes on board, what that could do, you know, for your business model. Cause there's sure. absolutely no time in the day for, for you to do that right now. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So, you know, mostly memberships, um, how, how does the membership work? Is you have just the one membership that gives you open access and then you have the, the other membership that gives you the group classes. Are there any sure. different memberships on top of that? Or are those just the, the only two that you offer? Those are the two. So okay. the, yeah, the, the, you got the monthly draft. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, if somebody wants to sign up for say six months or 12 months, up okay. front, that's, an, that's an option. Um, so that, that can become a, you know, a little bit of a cash influx as people come in on a whim yeah. and they say, I'm going to pay for 12 months up front just because I don't want to set up a draft. Um, that's always a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Those pay in fulls, they, they feel pretty nice, uh, when you get them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So how many members you guys have right now? Um, it's, it's just over 500. Okay. And no. is the facility 24 seven? I don't think that's something that I asked yet. It's, if you think about like a 24 seven center, it is our, our hours are actually 4am to 10pm. Okay. Um, which works out great for us because yeah. we can go to bed at night. And don't have to worry about people calling us in the middle of the night about something breaking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's essentially ran like a 24 seven type facility with a okay. key fob, secure, secure key fob access door that's tied yeah. into our software. Yeah. The 4 a.m. till 10 p.m. That's pretty close yeah. to being open all the time. Very rarely are we going to get somebody that, you know, wants to come in at like 1 a.m. And, and work out. Um, it's very few and far between. So I really like that, that, you know, how you guys do that. Now with 500 members in the facility, is that a spot where you're sitting pretty confidently, pretty comfortably, or are you in a position where you would like to grow that membership and take on more members of the community? Yeah, I'm always trying to grow that because if you think about it, it's not like a CrossFit where you have five, if you had 500 members and like they're going to show up because they're paying, you know, $100, $200 a month, right? Right. Um, or they're going to cancel their membership. So if you're maintaining that type of clientele, then you're having that many people show up. When you're running a fitness center with 500 members and your utilization rate is, I think the industry average is somewhere between 10 to maybe 25% where people are coming more than once a week. I'd have to check those numbers, but you know, Planet Fitness or something like that, like your discount gyms, they might have a 10 to 15% utilization rate. So they have 10,000 members, but only 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 of them are showing up on any given month. Um, you know, a family of four signs up and there's only one person that comes regularly and the other two or three come when they feel like it. So that's pretty standard in that type of, and so that's where the business model can shift between if you're doing, you know, one-on-one -on -one or small group personal training st stuff, you know, you're having all those people use your equipment like with 500, I don't have to worry about it. I could go to a thousand members right now and I'd be able to handle it within my facility. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. Like with this style facility, like our members are not utilizing it every single day. Um, right. And I, I sometimes talk to people that are kind of operating a gym like yours. What's your square footage, by the way? So for four and a half years, we had 4,000 square feet. And then, um, and one bathroom and it worked out well. We built it up to like 400 members, I think. Uh, and then we decided we, we had an opportunity to expand into the space next door, which is connected. Um, and we now have 8,500 square feet and 
with with a couple showers and I've added locker rooms and have a couple have a sauna in each one. So it's just a that's amazing. So now it's worth, yeah, so it, it's eighty five hundred square feet and and plenty of training space. Of course, yeah. You know what I was gonna say there is like a lot of times I talk to gym owners who have like even a even bigger space than you. Like they might have ten thousand square feet and like they cap their memberships at like four hundred. And I'm like, well, why? And they're like, well, we want to keep this small scale community. And I'm like, well, you know, even if you have 400 members, there's no day where we're going to see 400 people in one day. Even if we had, even if we had a thousand members, we're still not going to see 400 people in one day. It just doesn't work that way in this style of gym. So I appreciate the fact that like, you know, that you guys can grow. Um, So talk to me about that growth process. Kind of what things are you guys doing to aid that growth process? Where how are you getting in front of your community? How are you getting uh, new faces in the front door? Uh, you know, to be honest, with you, I've ran, I've done some campaign ads and I've done some referral programs and things like that. Like, hey, bring a member in, bring talk to your friend. But really, word of mouth is I heard. You know, I've heard a lot about your gym. I've just been thinking about joining for like six months. I just never got around to it. And they, you know, they come in, they sign up. I make it real easy. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't. I don't do um, sign-up fees. You know, some people might think I'm crazy for doing. For, I don't you know. It depends on who you talk to, but I want to make it as easy as possible for you to get signed up. So it's, you know, no, there's no maintenance fee. There's no other fees. I just, when you sign up, you pay for your first month. We set the draft up, and once that draft is set up, I'm looking at it as you're not under a contract. You call me when you want to cancel. So it's like Netflix, right? You'll watch it for a little bit and then you don't. So I'm in that recurring revenue model where I'm trying to make it easy for people to sign up. I'm not extorting you. If you want to cancel, you can cancel at any time. Um, You just got to call me. You got to tell me. And that's worked out well. A lot of people don't necessarily want to cancel because they think they're going to use it, you know, coming up in the next few months. And as long as your pricing model is reasonable for your area um, in that aspect, you're not going to have a lot of cancellations unless people move or just have a, another reason to just stop their membership. Yep. So, you know, you guys make it really easy for people to come in and get started. You make it really easy for people to cancel, you know, convenience in this industry is appreciated for by people, especially where a lot of these like bigger box gyms, like have ridiculous sign up fees and it makes it really hard to cancel. So I like that you kind of add that level of convenience for your community now, in terms of like marketing, advertising, is it all word of mouth or do you guys have any sort of marketing and advertising efforts that you utilize? Uh, you, uh, well, a probably underrated part of it is we are on a main road going through okay. Dallas that gets a lot of traffic. So a lot of people just pass by, you know, I have the signs out front, people just see us or they'll say, oh, I've seen your gym or I didn't know it was a gym. I drove by it every day for three years. And it's like, well, and then I finally figured out it was a gym. Um, so we're on the main strip that runs right through and we have easy access to the local highway, um, which runs. So people, I have people that come from, you know, 15, 20 minutes around just cause they like the equipment that we have. Um, but you know, word of mouth, the location is right there in the, on the main road. Uh, I, I've done some local Facebook targeted campaign stuff and that may have been a slight bump in, in membership. Uh, it's really hard to measure that though, because some months I might have 40 people come sign up. The next month I've got 20 people come sign up. Is the time of year you'll see uh, you'll see those seasonal changes with membership coming in. Yeah, 
No, I, I do think, you know, location does play into that a little bit, right? If we have a good location, we are going to get some foot traffic, but it's hard to predict. Um, yeah. You know, like it's really, really hard to predict like, hey, this month we're going to get so many new clients from foot traffic. There's no way we can do that. And same with word of mouth. Like we love it because it's free, but there's no way we can predict it. You can't um, track it. No, there's no way to track it. Now, when it comes to Facebook and Instagram, you mentioned you guys have tried some some targeted stuff. Were you boosting or were you running like the the paid ads campaigns? I've done both. What I've one did you see a higher return on your investment from, would you say? Because I know you said it was hard for you to track, but. You know, you get, you get the number of views, but how much of those actually translate to people coming yeah. in? They don't necessarily come in and say, hey, I saw your ad on Facebook. They just come in and sign yeah. up. Uh, yeah. Unless I ask yeah. them. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, or sometimes they heard, they've heard of us. Maybe they saw that ad and that's what made them sign up. Right. I'll put like a sign up link and I'll get, you know, some people will use that sign up link and sign up online. That way I can track it. I know immediately if somebody did click that ad and, and then add a membership immediately. But I, for the most part, I, it's really been hard to track that because I haven't had people because I'm not using like a um, what well like a, like a any kind of starter thing. They're not making an appointment with me to come in like off of that. They're you know I I, I they could they could message the business. Sometimes people message the business through Facebook a lot, but um, I've tried to track it, but it's really difficult to get a good hard number on 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 the results from that. Yeah, yeah, no, it is, it is. And I think like, you know, Facebook, it, it's tricky to figure out like exactly how to do it with my facility. Like once I actually figured it out and got them like rolling and they were rolling good, I could track it because I, I did it so that there was like a call to action. They had to click on that ad and like fill something out. So I knew where they were coming from, but if we're not doing that, there's no way to know if our Facebook ads are working or if they're not. And then it's like, I don't know about you, but as a business owner, I don't want to waste money. So it's like, are the Facebook ads really worth it? You know, um, yeah. if we're not doing them correctly, it does feel like a kind of a waste. Um, is it something that you guys think that you'll try again? Yeah, I've used it more strategically. Like if I, so back in June, I did run like a referral program for like, a, I think about 20 days. And, I, you know, I don't like doing those a lot because I don't like to discount my stuff. I'm already at a reasonable price. Right. But I said, if you bring in, you know, if you're an existing member and you bring in a member, if somebody comes in and signs up and says, hey, so-and-so told me to come in here and sign up, I'm going to give you a free month. And then I'm going to give them their month, their first month for, or actually I'm going to give them, I'm going to credit them a free month. So they had to pay for their first month. And then I credited the new member a second month. So they wouldn't be drafted again until their third month. Right. And then I said, well, if um, if anybody anybody who comes in and becomes a member in this time frame, you can uh, bring somebody else in and you can get another month. So I didn't limit it. You could bring in, if you brought in 10 people, I gave you 10 months credit. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't have anybody bring in 10 people, but I did have some people that brought in two or three people. And, you know, the idea is I'm going to take a little bit of a loss on those people coming in that I wouldn't have got before anyway. I'm rewarding my existing members, uh, giving them an incentive to go talk to people. And then hopefully I keep most of those. But I think I've kept a lot of those people. I probably had a couple of them canceled. But I think we added uh, 50 to 60 members that when I ran that campaign. So that was, I did use Facebook in conjunction with that. You know, I think I, I ran some posts and some 
unique video type stuff and a couple different things. And I was really trying to hit that hard. So, and we did bring in more people than, than average for that month of June. Yeah. I think the referral thing, um, you know, when like, like, I like how you're not, it's not something that you constantly run because there's no need for you to constantly de devalue a service. That's only $25. Right. Um, right. you know, we, no matter who you are, you can fit $25 in your budget if you really want to. Um, and so, uh, I, I like that it's something that you do here and there to kind of like spike the membership, um, kind of to switch, you know, we've talked about memberships and how you're going to grow those a little bit. My next question here is like from a business standpoint, looking at your business right now, kind of what's that bottleneck or what's that main challenge for you? We all have them kind of like the, that one thing that keeps us awake at night, keeps us pondering when it comes to the business. What is that for you? And what are you going to do to overcome it? You know, I've had a lot of those in the last five years. It's actually, I'm, it's, I've, things have been worked. We've worked a lot of the kinks out of our business and nothing keeps me up at night. Uh, the only thing that would, that would really bother me is if my, um, the number of people that were coming in started to really slow down to zero mm. where I'm starting to lose people at a fat, my attrition rate. So I'm, uh, you know, my churn, I don't have as many people coming in as going out. Um, if I can, I try to maintain like a two to one. So if I, you know, if I lose 15 people, I want to bring in 30. And that gives me some margin where every month we're going up in membership and I feel pretty good about that. Because every month that's just giving us more cushion. Um, but, you know, the only things that keep me asleep at night is the occasional facility management type stuff. Like, you know, are my weights strung out all over the place? Or, um, and that does happen because it's not, we're not, we don't man the facility all the time, you know, and a lot of people don't put their stuff back where it's supposed to go. Yeah. As you guys continue to grow and scale this, like as memberships scale and, and things, do you think that your wife and you and your wife will bring on like a, like a general manager or like a lead trainer who like takes care of some of those like responsibilities? Yeah. I think if we get to that point, I would look at that. Um, it hasn't made sense where we've had to do that because it really isn't. Right. When I say that, like, uh, you know, uh, it's not bad, you know. No, I, I get that. Um, but, yeah, as we grow, uh, and then, you know, we're looking at possible, like I, I mentioned, my wife is in nurse practitioner school. So, for us, we're in a unique position where we have space within our facility now that we've expanded that we may look at trying to incorporate, you know, certain services that a nurse practitioner could uh, do. Like, because nurse practitioners in the state of North Carolina have prescriptive authority, you could do things like aesthetics. You could do things like, you know, sort of a health spa stuff. You could do hormonal support. There's a lot of things that can be done um, in that realm. So that's something we're kind of looking at. And for us, that might be a fit that we can utilize our existing facility. And then she can offer certain services that are, that are high margin from a business standpoint. Yep. Yeah, I know that makes a whole lot of sense. So kind of to take things to the next like the next part here is like we've talked about your challenges we've talked about what you're doing so now I want to talk about like ideally where you want to take this so let's just imagine I could hand you a magic wand all your dreams all your goals for the business came true what would that picture look like for you you could have any anything there's no limitations here where would you want to take it um you know if, 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 if there was no limitations, I would have a, probably a, a newer building. Mm. Um, there's, but, but I, you know, the building we have is 
totally fine and the rent is reasonable because of you know the where we're located in you know it being a little bit older building but a little little paint you can make you can make it you can take anything and make it look good and look, so i you know keep it clean it looks good i'm, I'm fine with where we're at but if money no object you know i'd have like probably a bigger facility maybe higher ceilings i think we have nine foot ceilings just to make it feel more open um you know i like i just the idea of having a really nice, the best gym in town or best gym in three counties over, you know, that's, I think anybody, once you're in it, why wouldn't you want to have the best if you could, if money was no object. Um, and then, you know, I'd have, I would have like, you know, hormonal support type clinic or, you know, aesthetics, health spa type stuff that people want to not just be in good shape, but be optimal, be right. optimized and feel great. You know, no matter what their age is, whether you're 25, 50, 75, um, you know, your quality of life aspect, you know, the, uh, basically alternative healthcare, if you want to look at it that way. I think that that would be because I think the health system where it's at now is not uh, conducive to where maybe people like myself or yourself, you know, it doesn't really, it's not there to get you healthier. It's if you get sick, you can go get a pill, but yeah. Yeah. I, I do like this. And I think also like with that, you know, adding that level of service, that's, that brings in, you know, another stream of revenue. And so right. like when we look at our, our business here, you know, from a bird's eye view, we want to have as many streams of revenue coming in that are kind of like that icing on the cake. Our overhead is covered by our memberships, but everything else is, you know, added layers that will help us increase profitability. So we can sure. pour into, you know, pour into eventually a new building, pour into new equipment as stuff gains popularity. Like there's always something new in the fitness industry. And of course, you know, we want to be able to make sure we have that in our facility. So um, I appreciate you sharing that with us. Now, finally here, what word of advice would you give somebody who maybe was just getting started in the industry? Um, you know, they just opened up their own gym. What would you share with them that you wish you had known when you had just opened yours? I would say whatever, whatever money you think you need, double it. That, uh, you're going to have a time period when you open to how fast can you get, how fast can you meet your overhead cost is going to be your real question. Because if you're not making more money than you have going out, I don't care what you got going on. It's not going to last very long unless you have some extra cash flow or extra, you know, money sitting there in a savings account, just ready to save you. If you can't get it to where you need it to be, you know, mm -hmm. we were able to get to break even about six months and then we kind of treaded water probably for, we treaded water for a year or two until we really hit our stride and figured things out. And then, COVID actually helped us because we kind of opened back up earlier because we were small enough and our local you know, police department didn't hassle us. And um, from that point on, every month has been better and better. And we've, you know, more than doubled since then. So, you know, be ready for some hardships and, and, and don't think that it's going to be, uh, uh, you know, blue skies. It's, it's going to be tough. It's not like opening a restaurant and, you know, all these people come and try it out that first week, right? you open your doors and it's like, well, there's nobody here, you know? Yeah. The people trickle in slowly. Mm -hmm. I definitely, I definitely like that piece of advice. And so, you know, just always kind of double what you think you need for, for, for money when you go to open the gym, not only open the gym, but like 
if you're looking to make renovations and things like that, you need to make sure that you have like extra money set aside because things typically cost a lot more than, than we think that they're going to, or things happen like COVID. <laughs> um, so I, I, I thank you for sharing that with us now, before we kind of dive into the nitty gritty of, um, you know, like saying goodbye here, where can our listeners go to find you online? So we're at goingstrong.com is, is, or excuse me, goingstrong.com is our website, but um, we're in Dallas, North Carolina. Facebook, um, going, going Strong Fitness, G-O-I-N-S. And um, Instagram is at goingstrong. Those are our predominant social medias that we, we post to. Okay, perfect. Excited to go ahead and check it out. Thank you so much for you know being here with us today, for sharing more insight. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like, hit subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description. We will get in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.